Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This, a movie podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to one another so they can once and for all decide who has better taste. My name is Hugh Dempsey and I am joined as always by Sam Blakely. Hello Sam. Hello Hugh, how have you been? I'm not too bad, how are you mate? Yeah, tip top, tip top, loving the lockdown. Yeah. You indeed you are. Uh, Sam, we have a special internet friend on today, don't we? We do, yeah. <laughs> we have first a guest. Timer. Yeah. yeah. Not, not so special. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> modest as so, well. Yes. Special and modest. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Harry Gray. Hello, yeah, that's Harry. Right. Hello, everybody. Hello. Or oh, hello there. Welcome to Please uh, Watch This. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, Harry's a YouTuber. To... Yeah. You've got a, you've got a YouTube channel called MacGuffin, which yeah. I very much like the name of. You do was it like film, computer games? You know, promote yourself. Harry. <laughs> Our listen, loyal listeners know who you yeah, are. Yeah, it's just like um, everything pop culture, everything under there. I'm a nerd, basically, as I'll say. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and we just just like hang out, talk about movies, video games, and stuff. Sounds fantastic. We'll, we'll put loads of links in the uh, on social media and in the description and so on. To uh, yeah, if you're lucky, Sam will do his nerdy stuff and talk about psychology. Oh, um, yeah. well, that's what By I came for. <laughs> yeah, lots of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we've not just got Harry on here for a chat and a chinwag. Uh, we've got an actual reason we're on. He's on here today, and that's because we are doing. Star Wars Return of the Jedi this Ooh. a day I never thought would come a year after because... I first said we were going to do it here we are <laughs> yeah because of Sam's vitriol and hatred towards the Empire Strikes Back but if you listen last week you know I re-evaluated Empire Strikes Strike Back I only I'm indifferent to it as opposed to hate <laughs> so I thought this apathy is, absolutely... is now washing over him <laughs> <laughs> absolutely we, we were already luckily we were already in talks with Harry as well about coming on to the show and he loves Star Wars so it seemed a perfect time to get into Return of the Jedi really so Harry I just want to get to know you a little bit I mean uh, tell us about maybe your general film tastes uh, what would you say are you, you know some of your favourite films what kind of genres are you into um, yeah what are your f- <laughs> in fact what are your five favourite oh, films no you, okay in order and in we're going to have this on tape <laughs> yeah. do we want to do this is five to one or one to five? Oh yeah five to one for five the to one ah yeah, build as it build yeah. up. god <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh wait, we might put the little top of the pops thing in. By the way, top of the pops used to be this show. On no, TV. no, no. I know what top of the pops is. How dare you? Uh, TV used to be this thing before everything was on demand and digital. And you know. <laughs> let me. Yeah. Let... Jimmy Savile was very popular on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> okay. Should we just talk about that for this episode? <laughs> I think we ought to maybe skip past that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um... Yorkshire, not one of Yorkshire's proudest moments. Is it? Damn, it's trying to. I'm, I'm spot it's hard i know that oceans 11 is definitely in there uh ferris bueller's day off is in there (laughs) what have i said something wrong already no no i went probably uh la land which is actually this poster here right yeah i yeah, see that behind see it yeah. that. um no i, I haven't seen he's got yet. he's got three posters in his room <laughs> and one of them's la la land is that aliens one of them looks like no, avengers avengers endgame uh, and then is it M- that's so pirate the end solo and solo and then ferris bueller's day off is up there somewhere fantastic great topic uh, for an audio podcast um yeah absolutely <laughs> i was thinking that yeah <laughs> um, do you want to see a card trick <laughs> <laughs> um well my my favorite star wars movie and i'm probably gonna get a shot for this but it's rogue one i just 
absolutely adore that movie. Oh no, that's a good choice. <laughs> uh, we've actually done a we did an episode. Yeah, I listened to that one. Me. Simply because yeah, because was... my favorite genre is heist. So Star Wars and heist right. is like my two favorite things. So yeah, yeah. So um, Avengers Endgame was obviously a good one for that as well. You know, yeah. Time heist. Time heist. All the Back to the Future references. Yeah. What's well, so Back to the Future is just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but which is funny because Alan Silvestri scored that and Back to yeah. the Future, so it's like. And of course, oh, uh, Sebastian Stan was in Hot Tub Time Machine, and oh, it was yeah. uh, it was full of all kinds. Of, there is a name for that actually. So you know, obviously your YouTube channel is MacGuffin, which is a big famous film thing concept. There is a name for it, and I don't know what it is, but it's the idea of. Um, a film has to decide whether or not that film takes place in a world with the same celebrities as we've got now. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so if you've got like if you've got Bruce Willis in a film and he refers to Sylvester Stallone, or, <laughs> you know, so, like what does that do to the film world? It's, it's a whole big thing. And then I'm missing enough, I'm missing one enough. there. What what? Oh yes, okay. Oh, now, what are, you, which... are we missing number one? Have you already given us the f- number I'd, one top? I'd say probably Ocean's Eleven is my ever favorite ever movie. Um, yeah, right. Just, just because. Hmm. Oh, it's just a. Don't hear that. It's so often. much fun. No, you don't. I don't think. I, I don't. You know. But so it's the fun heist of it. It's just a it's, lot of enjoyable. It, yeah, it's the music. It's the editing. It's it's George Clooney, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. And then nice. fresh from his uh, ER fame. So ER was a show that ran in the nineties. <laughs> oh, this is going to get old real quick. <laughs> it already is. Like me and you. <laughs> Speak up, old man, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, uh, probably the Adjustment Bureau. I forgot about that one. Really? Wow. Yeah. I've, again, wow. wouldn't put that in anyone else's top five. I've never even seen it. What is, oh. What's so good about it? Oh, it's just... Yeah, genuinely, what's so good about <laughs> um, it? <laughs> I guess, like, my like stuff I love is, like, world building and, like, concepts and the concept of, like, people ruling your life but you didn't know about it about destiny and people who can jeez wait till this guy sees the matrix <laughs> now the matrix was from the 1990s oh, no. <laughs> i'm sorry that's the last one i'll do that's the last one i'll do so you're obviously here you're a big fan of star wars i mean what what was it that ignited your love of star wars and, and what do you love about it ah i guess uh, maybe the escapism maybe which is a really serious answer now i think about it but yeah, let's um, get deep. <laughs> but like, what being, traumas yeah. do you have? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, just like the world is just so cool, and like lightsabers and spaceships and uh, uh, Owen McGregor, <laughs> and <laughs> um, it's just it's just such a cool concept. So, what was the f- what was the f- how old were you when you first saw a Star Wars film? Then? Oh God, I do not know. I I I will ad- I will admit that I did grow up on the prequels, so I mean I, f- I feel for you. I, <laughs> I actually really and like I'm gonna run away. I like them sort of, which might be because I did grow up with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been a big thing. Critical of fac- our, um... faculties at like four years old, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you've no, you've yeah. no reference point. Well, like like the Goonies, I didn't watch until my twenties, and I thought that is a really terrible film. But I think I'd have loved it if I saw it as a child. And I think it, uh, that's what I—that's how I feel about Empire Strikes Back—is that I'm okay with it now uh, on reevaluating it. But I would have loved it if I'd have seen it and grown up with it. Yeah, it's funny how that works. Like, funny enough, I hated La La Land when I first saw it in the cinema. I nearly walked out. Wow! And now it's right. on my top five, which is insane. Yeah, that's unusual. Mm. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, I like I it. I liked it when I watched it. 
clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like to know more about mine and Sam's taste yeah. in movies? Or yeah. Did you, have you got a grasp of that? Top five now. Because you... Uh, <laughs> right, in reverse order. Huh? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I know, know what Sam's is. You know what? Actually, well, I, I used to have I used to have a top four that was so fixed for ten years, and I haven't <laughs> I haven't thought about it or reevaluated it. So for years, it was um, American Beauty, Fight Club, Pulp Fiction, and Shawshank Redemption, and some of those would still mm. make my top ten. But, but I've seen a lot. Of, you know, like your, your views change, and yeah. You know, you start to see. Whereas Fight Club was cool, now it's it's a great sort of um, you know sort of analysis of machismo. You know, sort of twenty twenty first century and all that. Uh, same with American Beauty. I used to think that uh, I can't remember. I keep forgetting the actor's name, but the guy who videotapes everything and he videotapes the the you know oh. trash in the wind. Um, I used to think he was <laughs> just, really deep. Yeah. It's just trash and wind. Trash in the <laughs> wind. Do you have any guy. idea how complicated your circulatory system is? Um, so, but then when I went back and watched that a few years ago, I realised, oh, he's uh, you know he's uh, I'm fourteen and this is deep sort of guy. Yeah. You know, he's sort of pseudo intellectual. Uh, so yeah, I, God it does help when it wins Oscars though, and it kind of backs up you thinking that it's deep and intelligent <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. really because nobody calls yeah. him on it in the film they're all like yeah yeah that's really you are deep yeah <laughs> yeah no one just goes you're just having teenage angst you twat <laughs> I'm glad to hear the uh, Shawshank Redemption's on that list though yeah and that is still that's probably number one such a good film it's so just perfect you know we, I watched the film with my friend film. a couple of years ago and we kept pausing it after every scene and just going that was perfect how did they do that next scene let's go and it was just so good and the novel is so great and uh, yeah actually Hugh Hugh I don't know uh, well Hugh I think Empire Strikes Back is your number one yeah Ooh. it's my number one we've got a few Venn crossovers mm. there as would, yeah. I would suggest you know Shawshank Redemption's a brilliant film uh, what else did you say Sam you said Shawshank Pulp Fight Fiction, Club Pulp I, Fiction yeah. yeah love those films uh, Pulp Fiction's an absolute masterclass I've always <laughs> yeah. enjoyed that film it's just so well written um, you know you want to you want to talk about dialogue you just go watch Pulp Fiction just <laughs> yeah. and how like subtext and things works and how people can talk about something that the when they're not talking about something, you know, like uh, uh, yeah. when they're talking about the foot massage and things like that, that's <laughs> they're not talking about foot massages. <laughs> they're talking about something else. It's basically <laughs> you know, it's the that's really yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it must yeah, have spawned like, a whole generation of people going. Well, I had this really interesting conversation with my friend in the bar the other night, so I'm just going to write that for a scene, and that'll be like a Tarantino scene. And actually, it doesn't tell us anything about the characters. It's not setting anything up. It's just yeah, they just think they're they're awesome. Yeah, I also really like uh, Inception. That's a really oh, good I film. I forgot to mention that. Inception. Yeah, <laughs> Can I make it like top ten? Really good. <laughs> I mean, well, this is, what, this is it. When you say top five, films. it ends up. Yeah, I, I've started to almost break them down by genre. Right, what's my favourite in that genre? Yeah, you know, in, if we're going broad categories. Inception's interesting because again, it's sort of like a heist movie in a way. Yeah, yeah it is a heist yeah. movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, exactly. Ex- it is yeah. exactly that. Yeah. And like being a metaphor for filmmaking and stuff, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's a great film. Uh, although when we when I went to see it, me and Sam actually went to see this together, and um, he didn't like it when we came out. He didn't yeah. think it was that clever. Was he just and confused? Then... <laughs> no. <laughs> he had seen another film a few years before that called Primer, which is mm. a time travel film. Oh, okay. Um, this really low budget indie film, and that's really complicated. <laughs> yeah. And it make it does make Inception look. Uh, not as smart as it thinks it is. Ah. So a couple of months ago, when yeah. uh, or a month ago, when, when we covered it for our show, I think Hugh understood why 
I wasn't as impressed by Inception as uh, as everyone else. Well, I didn't understand, but I could see where he was coming from. But it's great. <laughs> it's it's a, a great, great film. film. It is a great film. It, yeah, really well very made. good. Dramatic. Uh, it got some yeah. things wrong psychologically that annoyed me, but you know I've got to move past. <laughs> if I'm going to be if I'm going to be annoyed at Hugh for getting annoyed and and you know sort of uh, hun- uh, what's the word um, getting hooked on? No, getting. What we're looking at? We're I don't know. Anyway, if I'm going to get annoyed by Hugh getting uh, <laughs> getting annoyed at historical inaccuracies, then uh, you know. Oh, I, should, well, I, should I don't know. do that too often. We haven't watched that many historical films. No, maybe next time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really get hung up on it too much. Return of the Jedi happened a long, long time ago, so sort of historical. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah, in theory, <laughs> could have happened. You don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, um, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about it the Jedi. Yeah, let's get into it. So, as we mentioned, we're going to talk about the uh, third, but yet, unfortunately not final, uh, film <laughs> in the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, Return of the Jedi from 1982. Uh, it was written by George Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan. It was directed by Richard Marquand. And again, John Williams comes in and knocks it out of the park for the composition. Yes, you know, he does. He's still got that... Yes, he does. <laughs> um, so, Harry, since you're our guest, uh, what is it that you like about Return of the Jedi in particular? I feel like the reason I like it is because, well, funny enough, it's such like a simple story and has such a satisfying ending for this trilogy. And then Disney just comes and goes, like ruins it. <laughs> but it's such a, it's like a short story, but told really well, and it's not overcomplicated that's a word um <laughs> and like you've made a com- complicated an uncomplicated word complicated <laughs> like um i won't get into like spoilers at the moment but like like the first act yes yeah, you can oh, get into can? spoilers oh, okay. we're, yeah we're, yeah, we're a spoiler, spoiler podcast spoiler. yeah he has um, had a while to watch so it you... to be fair <laughs> yeah it has been out like <laughs> was it 38 years <laughs> <laughs> like um the first act of this film pretty much is all on tatooine which is interesting mm. as a structure for a movie yeah yeah it definitely um it's it's got two very distinctive parts that uh i think when you first watch it you're you're kind of like oh what's going on here why is because i i always think maybe something in retrospect i always think is that essentially you've got the first bit and that's like its own contained like little self movie <laughs> and then you go back to the the actual overall narrative yeah and that seems a bit more rushed because it's essentially Star Wars again. Um, well, I would yeah. Say. <laughs> but so you say, are you saying it jumps around less than the start of Rogue One in terms of planet hopping? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what. Well, yeah. I suppose, well, yeah. The fact that it's set in one location for basically the entire—I think it's the first 40, 45 minutes it's, of the film. Yeah, it's minutes. about that. Yeah, and it has like two locations in that entire. In that entire uh, scene, so it's it's quite slow moving actually. Even by today's, even by that, even then it was quite slow moving mm. when you think but about the, it. But the um, fact it doesn't get boring is impressive. No, and it pays off, doesn't it? A lot of setup from the other films, doesn't it? Where you know you've got uh, Jabba the Hutt and Han basically paying paying his debt to Jabba, and you get to see what Jabba looks like, and you get to see Jabba's little world in Tatooine. You get to see why Tatooine's maybe this you know dangerous backwater, you know, run by like these gangsters essentially, like yeah, petty lords, you know, petty fiefdoms, the, the vile gangster kind of cool. Jabba the Hutt, which was an interesting uh, <laughs> yeah, part of the text yeah, crawl. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't wait to hear what you think of Jabba the Hutt, actually, Sam. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> it is, yeah. What else do you like about it, Harry? Is there anything more you want to add? Uh, I, I, this film definitely expands the lore a lot more like the world of star wars than much than like right um in the in the death star 2 battle um we get to see more spaceships and it's like the nerd yeah. the nerdy part of me like loves it it's like that's new that's new we haven't seen that before we <laughs> we get the world's first ever darth vader saber throw which is awesome <laughs> uh, you get ian mcdermott uh cackling away like a oh, crazy person yeah now in yeah. the so Hugh, you told me that Empire Strikes Back they added Ian McDermott in the what ninety seven thing. Was he not the emperor? I, was, I think it might be in the two thousand and two. Right. One, so perhaps. who played Palpatine? Surely, uh, uh, what? Um, so so <laughs> presumably he still plays Palpatine in the original Return of the Jedi. So yeah, yeah, Ian McDermott. So in the original Empire, uh, they had a different um, actor. You know, the hollow screen bit where he talks yeah. to him. I mean, they've completely changed that scene, essentially, all the dialogue. The only thing that's original from that scene is the fact that Darth Vader walks in and sits down. Because <laughs> he goes, because like the Emperor says, oh, we've got a new enemy, uh, Luke Skywalker. And you think, like, you know, Darth Vader would be like, oh, yeah, my son. Well, that's a coincidence that like, he's got the same original surname as what I used yeah. to have. Yeah, what are the chances? Ch- it's a small galaxy. <laughs> to you. But don't forget that you know, technicality that bit, you know, the real Anakin Skywalker's dead. You know, and that's yeah. So, so um, the actor who played him in the original one was a guy called Clive uh, Revel, and they did this really awful like uh, special effect where they got like his face and then they superimposed it over with like um, a chimpanzee. Oh and it's god! Really dis- <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. Have you seen it? No. Have you only seen the? Is this? I've, yeah, I've only seen the yeah the the weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, they had that, basically. They did that, and then they changed the dialogue to say, oh, the son of Skywalker is our new enemy or something like this, and you have to turn him to the dark side. And, yeah, it's all a bit... It's a bit um, retcon crowbar awfulness, so, to be so honest. When, when people first watched... Is this like is this like Thanos not being played by... If Thanos wasn't, jo- wasn't yeah. played by Josh Brolin in, when he first had his little peekaboos at the start, you know, in the... the yeah, yeah. But, so when people saw Return of the Jedi, would they have gone... Well, that's not the Emperor. I saw a couple of years ago, I saw um, a different guy. The voice is definitely different, but he's right. in it for... The face looked relatively similar. You couldn't right. really tell. With that blue holographic thing, you can't always yeah. tell what people no, look true, like. That's fair. But, but yeah, he's, he, like the other guy's performance is just like an English civil servant going, yes, we have a new enemy. Uh, we must get rid of him. Um, you busy Tuesday after croquet. You know, Maybe just sip some where... tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was loving... I always love in Star Wars that uh, even though they're space Nazis, they're British space Nazis. <laughs> I, I now want to see you know. Downton Abbey with the Star Wars cast. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched it. Actually. It's not really... Yeah, I'm just thinking about yeah. uh, just thinking about puns now, and I can't come up with anything. <laughs> <laughs> but. So yeah, you've got the wonderful Ian McDermott chewing this. Like Ian McDermott gets it; he's just chewing the scenery off. Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Time. Yeah, and his laugh is great, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Probably yeah. the only good Swats. part. Oh, sorry, sorry, Sam. No, no, you go oh, on. So, uh, the only good part about like the new like Rise of Skywalker trailer was that isolated laugh. Yeah, 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 and you were trying to figure out how they managed to get him back and all this. And it's, <laughs> I yeah. just gave up. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's Star Wars. It's just it's like Harry Potter. If you can't figure out why some things happened, it's just magic. Yeah, it's in just Star magic. Wars. It's the Force. We'll invent something. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know what kind of technology they've got. Um, so, Sam, what I like about Return of the Jedi, some similar points to what Harry said, was um, it's a it's a really good action film. When you watch it, it's got, like I said, it's got two very distinct parts, but it's got action throughout the film. It's got good tension. You never, you know, apart from maybe even, well, even when they're faced with, like, the Sarlacc pit, you're like, well, there's clearly, like, another hour and a, hour and a half <laughs> left of this film, so how the hell are they going to get out of this one? And it's really fun, you know, they have Luke jumping around with his lightsaber and doing all that. You've got Han nearly... Fo- uh, sorry, you've got Lando nearly falling into the Sarlacc. Oh, I love that scene. Half-blind Han shooting <laughs> the tentacle. Uh, yeah, you've got all that, but you've got all this silliness from uh, R2-D2 and uh, uh, C-3PO, you know. <laughs> I love all the stuff with C-3PO. 3PO, yeah. and he's getting beaten up by Jabba the Hutt, and he's like, what have I done? <laughs> I love and he's like, how... he's really annoyed that he's... <laughs> Go on. I, I, sorry, I love how, like, Un in the know he is. He's like, we have a message. Wait, a message? We have a gift. Yeah. What gift? I offer you these two drones. <laughs> these two droids. Sorry. Droids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how he's like, what? I'm being given. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I always love how RTD2 is always the one who seems to be in the know as well. Like R2D's ret. Like he doesn't get held up serving drinks to somebody <laughs> that moment when Luke uh, gets his lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do I like? It's got like when I so when I first watched the original trilogy, I've said this before on the podcast, but this was actually my favourite of the three because it was the one that had the big space battle in it. And like you said, <laughs> Harry, it's got all these different ships, and you know, it's got the uh, the Death Star like close up using its laser, and it's got all that big fleet of uh, star destroyers, and it's got the bit where the big star destroyer, you know, it's one floor is a little ship can fly into its bridge and crash it. And that <laughs> makes perfect sense. I've got to solve that issue <laughs> yeah you've got the, and then you, you know the the last like the second half of the film's broken up into three distinct acts you've got the space battle you've got Luke and Darth Vader and the Emperor and then you've got Han and Leia and all that lot down on the surface trying to disable the shield generator um, yeah I just it's a good resolution to the film because ultimately good triumphs over evil and Darth Vader's like oh do you know what I've, I've, I've done with my baby murdering or children murdering ways I'm going to turn to the good side you know at the, it's like a, it kind of reminds me of when like people who were like terrible human beings were like oh I'm going to get baptised a Christian and give me all my sins just in case confession. I get into heaven yeah <laughs> and, it's, it's an approach. and it works <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I like about it. So, Harry, what do you think Sam might not like about this film? Oh, uh, oh no, I have a note of this. <laughs> um, oh, dear. <laughs> I feel like the character continuity between the three movies in the last one changes quite a bit. I don't know if you agree on that point. Any particular characters? In uh, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is all I'm going to say. <laughs> So what do you mean in terms of what he ends up telling Luke? So, like, he starts off, like, uh, I guess we shouldn't count, like, the prequels, but, like, he starts off as, like, the wisdom person and the um, the wise one. Guiding voice. Guiding voice. And then yeah. he just turns into, like, a, a bastard in, in the third <laughs> one. It's like, oh, you won't kill your father? Well, we're all dead then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, how Sassy are you sitting Jedi. on that lock? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <interested>. <laughs> So it's just it's just annoying um, to to see him go from that to that, but 
Yeah, you can see how Luke could have some trust issues with Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi, couldn't you? Yeah. You know, he... Yeah, yeah. I always like there's a little funny inconsistency in the original Star Wars where... Um, where Luke sees Obi-Wan die and he's like really upset when he's back on the Millennium Falcon and it's like Princess Leia's like just had her old planet blown up and she's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't really do care about his grief in very, either. They're very inconsistent in how they grieve on the, in the first one in particular, yeah. Yeah, I never really yeah, thought like of that. like, there was nothing you could have done for them, Luke. You would have died too and it's like, all right, let's go, come on. <laughs> Carpe I'll never mention them again. <laughs> Live fast, die young. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get what you mean by the... I think it was a way of trying to explain how Darth Vader is essentially Luke's father, because I don't think <laughs> in the original version of the film in Star Wars, I don't think they ever intended for that to be a thing, so they had to kind of have, like, Obi-Wan be like, he's a bit of a dick now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I kept all these things from you, and you've got to now go away and save the universe. And yeah, I guess... It's all on your shoulders, kid. I guess that sort of shows off how, like, the Jedi shouldn't be held in such high regard and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think something I pointed out that Sam might not like, um, and it's a one-word, Ewoks. <gasps> no! <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think if you took out the Ewoks out of this film, you've got a much better film. There is some nice little moments with them where like uh, C-3PO is explaining what's happened to them so far and he's doing the story and, you know, like the little baby Ewoks hiding its face from all the horror of the story. But they're... It's that kind of... It's the the inconsistency. It's like these are meant to be crack elite soldiers and they're being beaten by Spears, Rocks and... Yeah, that uh, was... Warwick <laughs> Davis in a, in a teddy bear costume. <laughs> have you ever... Sam, have you ever seen the um, Family Guy version of Return of the Jedi? Uh, I might have done it. I definitely saw some of those. <laughs> have you seen it, Harry? I, I Such a long time ago, though, but yeah. There's a great bit where... Um, where basically Peter makes um, three of the, you know, when they go and capture the uh, the shield generator room, and basically Peter takes three of the captured soldiers, and he's like, right, you dig his grave, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like the three graves, and he's like, and they're like, whoa, you're going a bit dark there, Han, and he's like, there's fucking Ewoks, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like them explaining, you know, something you've criticised this in the past for some is, it's a little bit. Um, commercialism of it you know yeah. it's like let's make these toys so kids will buy it you know that kind of a way he's a billionaire so for a reason yeah. I feel like as a um, as a kid it's probably like oh my god Ewoks but then you're older and it's like oh you just did this to sell merchandise didn't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> to make hundreds of yeah. millions <laughs> which you know an interesting thing on that is maybe you could say it as a rebuttal to that legitimately is well if he was wanting to do something that just sold merchandise I think he maybe could have crafted a different kind of character for Jabba the Hutt because <laughs> I don't know about you guys but I've not seen many Jabba the Hutt toys <laughs> you know, if you wanted to sell toys you'd make something that's small and like got six arms and I mean it does cool, give me at least at least it gives me space uh, look. it gives me more of an op- more options when I'm thinking of cosplay ideas you know at least it's something that's more befitting <laughs> my body shape <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah, there's not many options, is there? When you're overweight, fat, fat Thor. Fat Thor was a was a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's all my that would be all my criticisms of it. Sam, I don't think there's. I think maybe you could say the last thing I would level at is is because it's kind of a fairy tale 
um, and that's what George Lucas was going for. It's very predictable, I guess. Is you, there's no, even though there is bits of peril, you're never kind of thinking, well, the Empire is going to win this one. Yeah, <laughs> say, yeah. I think um, my last thing would be like, do you think that it's a bit lazy of how they had like just Death Star two? Yes, I think that's quite lazy, frankly. Uh, I get it strikes me as lack of planning. Okay, I think they had the idea for Jabba the Hutt as a great idea. I think they had an idea of having a confrontation between Luke and the Emperor and Darth. I think that's all really great stuff. And then I think they had this big plot hole of, well, how do we create more peril? (laughs) And I mean, I suppose if you're the Empire, it's like, they're like, you know, those people have always said that the Death Star's analogous to nuclear weapons. And I suppose if you have a nuclear bomb, you don't build one, do you? you build yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so, I can see that, yeah. When when they dropped the bomb that's, on Nagasaki, they were like, not, what, the same again? That's lazy writing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, the Americans, they only actually had, they only when they first did the Manhattan Project, they only actually built three nuclear bombs. They tested one, and they dropped two, and they were just kind of it, hoping it, it does that the, the job, threat of a third <laughs> yeah, would quell the uh, Japanese into surrender and ward off the uh, the Russians from being aggressive in Here he is. in history, history cues, uh, <laughs> Working up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the cracking awakes. Right. <laughs> so, what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick break, and then after the break, we're going to find out what Sam thinks of Return of the Jedi. Join us after the break. to please watch this so now we're going to get Sam's views Sam what did you think of the uh, Star Wars classic Return of the Jedi well positive, as we always yeah yeah of course well, as we always do I'll start with what I liked and then what I didn't you know what I'm going to really surprise you <gasps> and say he liked it he liked it I think it. I'm won over to Star Wars I think I'm won over I really do yeah <laughs> hang on wait what <laughs> <laughs> Harry, I finally grounded down. <laughs> <in the year. laughs> 51 episodes. Uh, yeah, so when we did Rogue One and you said, so how would you feel if I suggested we do Return of the Jedi? I said, then I'll quit the podcast. <laughs> it was not, it's not that the film is better than what's come before it, but I think at some point this week in watching Empire Strikes Back, I just decided to just give up. <laughs> <laughs> and just enjoy it for what it was and then when this started and there's all the belly dancing aliens and the, the <laughs> Jabba the Hutt's palettes so I was like oh right I'm not supposed to analyse it like a grown up <laughs> I'm supposed to just enjoy it you know um, and I remember at the time Empire Strikes Back when it was being reviewed there was Roger Ebert who were big fans of and Gene Siskel and they were arguing with very sniffy snooty like critics uh, like New York Times type critics who were criticising it as being and they were criticising it as being kind of children you know child's film and all that sort of stuff and um, and I found myself at the time when I first watched Empire agreeing with that now I'm just like yeah I don't need to I don't need to have a, a fusty old critic's head on um um, so some things I really like from this kind of address some of the problems I had with it before uh, Harry you said an interesting thing about character continuity and I think there's a really good character development from Empire to this one my big problem before was Luke was just sort of this whiny you know, pseudo reactive <laughs> sort of person Han was a cold sort of rude to wait as kind of dickhead um, so what I really liked was Luke is totally proactive he's a badass he turns up at Jabba the Hutt's palace um, just like sort of basically unarmed and 
I don't quite know what his plan was. <laughs> it really went quite well for him. I don't know if he knew all those things were going to happen and he'd have to walk the plank, plank and all this. He never really used the force after the first guard, I think, that he knocks out. <laughs> he just sort of like goes, yeah, I suppose you caught me now. Uh, I'm going to not use the force at all on this rancor and I'm just going to drop a door on it <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. I mean, he tries to use the force on Jabba, but it doesn't work. It's true, it? yeah, that, that is, yeah, your Jedi because, mind powers um, me. Because of plot convenience, some people aren't, like, easy to manipulate with the force. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing, as soon as you've got the force, all bets are off, and it's like, like, having seen Rogue One and seen what Darth Vader can do at the end of it, which is a, just a brilliant mm, yeah. scene, it does kind of make the scenes with Darth Vader in the, in the originals... Uh, less exciting because you kind of go well I know Luke's a Jedi master now but the stuff Darth Vader could do <laughs> to just every uh, normal people he could do a bit some, do something a bit cooler um, but yeah I don't, don't fully know what his plan was but I really liked his approach and Han was vulnerable and it really made him a better character you know I really liked his vulnerability where he was less of a dick and he was just a brave cavalier kind of hero um, who mm wasn't kind of accepting all this help he w- but he also wasn't just being rude to everybody like <laughs> he was in the other one unnecessarily uh, I, I liked Han and I liked Luke a lot more um, Is it the fact that maybe Han finally realises he needs his you know friends quote Yeah <laughs> he, he was vulnerable yeah he was vulnerable yeah. And, and and therefore he wasn't just going to shun Chewie <laughs> and treat him like a piece of shit um, <laughs> Like a walking carpet Yeah exactly yeah and, and uh, he also was quite like in the in the past he was obviously getting in the way of Luke and Leia and in this one said okay well I won't get in your way he, you know he said that he loves her rather than like coolly saying I know <laughs> you know he's sort yeah. of he's, he's a really good character development I think in hand from from Empire to this so yeah. this kind of, this is kind of like like sounding, sounds like I'm saying Empire was okay but this was world class it's more just a case of having seen them um, it makes more sense I prefer Empire now having seen this and I really like this actually I quite liked the Ewoks I wouldn't watch a spin off of them but I didn't hate them as much as I was expecting there's a, there's a plot line I think I mentioned before in How I Met Your Mother where Barry's oh, yeah. who hates the Ewoks yeah, and he says. Oh, so you he were says, saying well, she's. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, so like if you watch Ewoks when you're an adult you hate them if you watch them when you're a child you love them so she must be Old, so old that she wasn't a child when she first saw Star Wars so she must be like 45 <laughs> and he didn't want to date her anymore and it just turned out well she's British so she didn't watch it until, until she was like a late teenager or something yeah so I didn't hate them I, I thought they were quite good I really like that the um, the C-3PO is their sort of god I did know about that I think before um, but I like yeah I like that yeah that's decision. a, that's a- that's an actual avenue I want to ask is what about this film did you know going into it like what specifics and were you like oh that's you know I knew that oh yeah I've seen that before or you know what I was knew, it like I plenty oh of I bits. half knew things and then they I half knew some things half were you like wrong, so absolutely speak. surprised by the Luke and Leia <laughs> being siblings no I knew that I knew that and Luke, Luke didn't seem surprised yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when he found out it was like oh right okay fair enough yeah so I've just been have they slept together he certainly had a romantic relationship <laughs> With his sister, and he was just like, "Yeah, okay. yeah." Like, shrug that like off. Han has a much like more surprised reaction. He's like, <laughs> "What? 
<laughs> I don't know if either of you have seen Eurotrip, but you're the worst twins ever. And <laughs> um, um, yeah, what did you like, think of that, Harry? The first time you saw it, where he was like, where she's like, where he's like, I have it. My father has it, and he looks at Leia and goes, my sister has it, and she's like, oh, I've always known. You didn't know that. I'm Hoff, did you? Slack. It must have been like so long ago that I don't remember it, but which is like completely mm. useless, but. <laughs> my, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry that I must have watched these right, when I was it. so young. Um, but now, yeah. like now, it's it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit convenient. I always think is my mm. only con- criticism of it was like, oh well, of course it's his sister because you know the plot needs it to be. Otherwise, <laughs> there might be that conflict of love interest between him and Leia and Leia. Well, that's and it. I, I loved, I love triangle is is. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to tryst. Just very boring. I love the know. um the balance of Luke got to be a moisture farmer and Leia got to be <laughs> like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Blood Brothers type, type deal, isn't it? Yeah, it seems yeah. unfair. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I quite, I quite, so the things I knew, I knew about Darth Vader throwing Palpatine over the side and kind of turning away. But it's only recently that I found that out. I'd seen Vader under the mask before, annoyingly, which is a shame because I think it would have been a great moment. Because I do. Did this think one Vader's... have eyebrows? I don't think I don't. Can't, I don't, you know, know. Can't remember because it's gone through various stages of him having eyebrows, not having eyebrows, <laughs> which yeah. is a very important decision to make. I think, yeah. I think the one they've got now, he's got the eyebrows back. I can't because right. the one without it looks a bit. They weird. probably, but then they'll yeah. change it for the Disney Plus. Yeah, but then a man it, so... who got burnt half to a crisp wouldn't have eyebrows, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, can I, see I, don't... The, I can see the logic, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, either way, he's it, it, not a looker, so I don't think it matters too much. But, <laughs> but it would have been a great moment if I hadn't if I hadn't seen that image before. Even if I'd have just heard that he was frail under there, then it would have still been sort of shocking because he's he's probably my favourite thing about Star Wars um, is Vader. So yeah, I knew that. I knew the Ewoks kind of saved the day. I really like Warwick Davis, and I've seen him in lots of things, and he's obviously so I kind of knew about that a bit. Uh, like, like I said, knew about Luke and Leia. So there, annoyingly, there wasn't that many surprises. I do wish I'd seen this without it being a culture, such a cultural behemoth that I'd basically known everything. Because you know yeah. that there's no there's no real peril because you know who survives. Um, hmm. I don't know if I knew that Darth Vader definitely died though. I remember seeing him very weak, and I assumed he died, but I don't think I knew that. Um, so mm. the, the so the newer films they they're set after this, Ye- or, yeah, yeah they're set after like this. thirty years after, aren't they? Essentially, right? Oh, of course, yeah, because you've got an older hand. Uh, so I do want to watch them. I mean, I've got no interest at all in watching the prequels unless you you desperately want to see them for the podcast. But I would be up for watching them. Might give you a bit more backstory to Darth Vader, but you might just hate him a bit more. That's all. Because <laughs> Anakin yeah. Skywalker is such a whiny. I hate course. sand. So it's coarse yeah. and it gets everywhere. <laughs> See, I don't blame Hayden Christian for that. That's George well, Lucas's yeah. inability to write dialogue. Yeah. And I've seen some things like, you know, like, um, even from Phantom Menace, like, now this is pod racing. <laughs> and it's, you're not pod <laughs> <laughs> And I've seen all the pitch meetings for it, the Ryan George pitch meetings. So I've seen some of the ridiculous dialogue and the creepiness of it all. Yeah. So uh, what about this film didn't you like specifically? Um... There, you said it's a good action film. There's a bit too much just endless pew, 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 pew. <laughs> it kind of didn't really do anything for me. If I'd have seen it at the cinema in the 80s, I'm sure that would have been fantastic. But 
it didn't it didn't really do anything for me. I, I do get a bit kind of like, oh, that's another thing that's been shot. Like a lot of that kind of. <laughs> I think something that's interesting is in the first Star Wars, they have to go through this whole rigmarole of going down like this really long trench to shoot like a little one point two meter hole in the side of it, and in this they just fly straight through into the. I uh, mean, are we going to have yet another two-hour film that's made to explain that? Is Amy Santiago's dad going to turn up again and be like, "Yes, yeah, so I built another problem into it," but this time maybe it's like Rosa Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine's dad that, that plays him. Um, yeah. Sure. And, is that explained why they would have that? Just many boffins died, Sam. That's all you need to know. <laughs> oh my! All, I, well, a lot of people thought that Rogue One was going to be about boffins. Oh, my favorite part right. is in the comics, like a spin-off comic that isn't canon anymore. There's a character called Many Boffins. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Many Boffins died. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. It's just one person. <laughs> a great man, but uh, not a great loss. I, was, I was just imagine a load because it kind of sounds like boffins. I just imagine yeah. a load of people who look a bit like yeah. Albert Einstein. <laughs> you know, going, what have you done? <laughs> I smuggled nothing. Yeah, he's also kind of like Groucho Marx at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> With this film as well, I got. I mean, Boba Fett had a. Um, uh, jetpack so I was like oh right I'm starting to build more of an image as to why he's endured even though he has almost no screen time and no lines and very and little does nothing. <laughs> and does nothing and then dies I couldn't believe he just and dies like a dickhead yeah. dead <laughs> like 40 minutes in I really thought he was going to have a bigger role in the whole franchise so have he's, you he's... seen any of the Mandalorian uh, oh I love it you watch... it's, it's good, good isn't yeah. it do you think do you think um, do you think Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit somehow? What? He's got a jetpack. Yeah, I, guess. I mean it's confirmed <laughs> that he's still alive, but yeah. Oh, is it? Is so this, in is, his... this, is this word on the word on the street? Yeah, yeah. I, I have inside <laughs> sources. All those, all those comics, um, but yeah. they're getting. So is been... the Mandalorian set after all this? Yeah. yeah, about I think it's about five years after. Yeah, it's quite close to Return of Jedi. So Baby Yoda isn't our Yoda. That's like <laughs> no, it's because the species doesn't have a name, so everyone just calls it Baby Yoda. And isn't Baby Yoda like 80 years old already? I think or something he's 50. Like that? He's 50. Yeah. 50, yeah. right. Which so I think if you work it out, if like if he's a baby when he's 50, he's going to be like, what, like 10 years old or something when he's like 100? So in theory, Yoda's like essentially a teenager. <laughs> so somebody worked out. <laughs> you know, if you do the math on it. Because he's like 900 years 900. old, isn't he? That's actually yeah. like a good yeah, we... a good quote from this movie. Like Yoda's like, when you're 800 years old, you won't look as good as this. <laughs> Which is, you know, fair. Luke had a little knowing laugh at that. Yeah, he, yeah so Yoda's actually 18. <laughs> at the rate he ages. It's like dog years, but... In reverse, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing that I wouldn't—I <coughs> think one criticism I would have is that it's—it's it's got some of the campier elements and the sort of holiday special elements of things with the, especially in the palace. It goes on a bit with the variety show uh, and that sort of silly sort of thing. But again, I'm sure my daughter will love that. But um, as a 31-year-old man, I was less taken by it. <laughs> I mean, how long does lightning take to cook somebody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he just going to eventually die, Luke, under all that um, properties of non-specific force stuff? I suppose you know that's yeah. that's the key to success. It always seems to be like every film they add in a new thing that the force can do. Oh, that's <laughs> especially with the, either people like it or anything. especially with the new ones. Yeah, 
So who's the Emperor? Yeah. What, what do we know about Palpatine? Uh, so what we know about Palpatine, essentially, is he's a politician from um, Padme's, like, Darth Vader's girlfriend's <laughs> homeworld. And he, <laughs> but it turns out that he is, like, uh, the Sith Lord. Um, and he's manipulating right. everything behind the scenes in, like, the uh, prequels to become Supreme Chancellor right. of the Galactic Republic. And then he uh, essentially turns on the Jedi and uh, gets his face messed up when he fight when they come to arrest him. <laughs> and that's why he's got the hood and all that uh, stuff. And right. Who, who turns, plays him in the prequels? Same guy, same yeah. It's Ian, Ian McDermott. Right, so when he did this... He was like 35 or something. And they put oh, really? all the, like, the prosthetics. Yeah, he was like quite young. And they put all the prosthetics and stuff on him. So when it came to doing the prequels, 20 years later, he was in his like mid 50s, I think it was. So he kind of aged, or maybe even early 60s, kind of aged along with the role quite nicely. Right. Cool. Because he, he, for a 35 year old, he does a really good job of being this cantankerous old. <laughs> Well, he just dumps over, doesn't he? And walks <laughs> yeah. around like Mr. Burns. I do think the voice is brilliant. It does. <laughs> now you see it, you'll never unsee it. <laughs> it's Darth Vader is Smithers, is he? Good, there's a trap door button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's something I've always wondered with Star Wars. So, something you won't know, Sam, is that basically the reason Darth Vader turns to the dark side is because he has a vision that Princess Leia, uh, sorry, uh, Padme will die. That's and Natalie Portman, so, isn't it? Yeah, so he thinks she's going to die. And basically, um, Palpatine basically says, oh, the dark side of the Force has, you know, um, things that many consider unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> you know, abilities that many people, yeah. And so he thinks, oh, well, if I turn to the dark side, I can save her. But then it never explains why he stays on the dark side. He doesn't mm-hmm. go, oh, my God, I've killed loads of children. <laughs> he just goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, I guess. He just really <laughs> likes pod racing, and that's just what he thinks pod racing is. Yeah, he's also. I mean, he's he's a question. He's a questionable leader. I did think this for Empire Strikes Back. It's like I'll just kill my most experienced and qualified (laughs) generals on on a very very much a hostile work environment. (laughs) It is, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know he's not very nice to the man at the front, but at the start, but he again motivates him at least. Yeah, Yeah, space Nazis, mate. HR must have a field day. <laughs> Could you imagine the HR department? That's a that's a film <laughs> I want to see. Empire. I will I will take you all the way to a tribunal. I'll go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine it now, like the office introduction, but they're in like Star Destroyers. Ricky Gervais going. You know what? We have a lot of complaints here, but you know, you've got to be, you know what's the old? You know, you'd have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. Vader, <laughs> you'd have to be on the dark side to work. Yeah, but it helps. Vader, they're unionizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think we should move on to favorite scenes. Uh, Harry, again, as our ah. guest, what's your favorite scene of this there's, film? There's quite a few good ones. I'll pin you down to like one. the. Okay, pick I'll pick one. Okay. <laughs> now this is going to be a very short scene and a very odd one, but my favorite moment in this entire movie is when they go into the like the the planet Endor Shield um thing I can't remember what it's called 
shield, shield generator, generator yeah. Um, yeah like hand goes give me yeah. the detonators he get he get, he catches them from shuri <laughs> and then chucks them at the gut at one of the guys and it's like you need those why are you chucking them away <laughs> so that it's just like i think the way he chucks it as well is it hits the guy they fall on the floor and he falls over <laughs> over the side yeah <laughs> again the, the health and safety at the empire yeah. facilities is shocking. And I, not a hive of suit inside. I just, why is why is there a why is there even an open area there? Shouldn't there shouldn't be some plexiglass? Oh, or you something know, <laughs> Star Wars is all about those over. like long corridors without railings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's a strange design aesthetic. It's just it? one of my favorite moments, just because of how like stupid it is. <laughs> so one of your favorite moments from one of your favorite films, <laughs> a man being being murdered with Deter- a, a bag with, with, with explosives <laughs> yeah with a bag yeah. with non-detonating <laughs> explosives I mean he's uh, he's jack of all trades isn't he <laughs> I won't use my blaster I'll use these uh, these explosive things that I that need. are like critical to this <laughs> mission a very good point <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the next scene you see him rubbing two sticks together <laughs> going look I'm, I'm messed up I get it <laughs> um so I would say what my favourite scene is. There's a few like yourself, Harry, but I quite like the bit when, you know, Luke's basically like hacking wood <laughs> trying to kill Darth Vader. And then he kind of has his little revelatory moment and he's like, wait a minute, this is what he wants. You know, he wants me to turn. If I kill my dad, I'll turn to the dark side and, you know, all this awful stuff and the galaxy will never be free. Oh no. Um, and... He's like, he throws his lightsaber, he goes, you know, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not your pawn, your majesty or whatever he calls him. And he goes, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. And it's like at that moment, you're like, yeah, fuck you, Palpatine. <laughs> you're like, go, go rebels. <laughs> Do we know much yeah. about Darth Vader's parents from the prequels? Not much. Uh, so his mum was a slave and his dad is the force. Oh, she's basically, I forgot he's about basically that. Jesus. He's immaculately concepted. By the force. <laughs> what? True story. That's what I would say as well. Yeah, if anyone asks love, it was the force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's awful, honestly, Sam. Well, no, it would have right. been such a great avenue to just to like explore as well, but yeah. George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's your favourite scene from these films, Sam? By this film? I can't nail it down to, to one of them, but it's when Luke's Give it in a go. with Palpatine. Have a, have a try. <laughs> it's when Luke's in with Palpatine, which is technically lots of... Well, it's sort of one scene that's intercut with lots of other th- yeah. stuff. It's that meeting. Um, and, yeah, where, as you say, kind of, he's, he is wanting that hatred to flow through him and, and do the, the sort of thing that you'd expect to do, kind of take revenge on people. Um, but then he's turning his back on the dark side. I, I do like that. I think that's really effective. And Palpatine, I think Palpatine's my favourite thing about this film. The the bit... I, did, yeah. I, did, I didn't expect to like him at all. The bit when they when like Palpatine shows Luke his, like, the rebellion dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great shot in the yeah. distance because from an effects point of view, it doesn't matter how old that effect is, it still works because there's such small yeah. dots on the screen. Um and, uh, you see yeah, like the little really flashes good. of light, don't you, from like yeah. the blasters and the shields? And yeah, I think his plan, his plan was still weird though, because he did lead them, even though he led them to Endor, knowing that they were going to die. He did lead them to the actual yeah, shield just generator. Send them somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just other side. <laughs> Look, 
you know, you're not privy to uh, the, the machinations of a galactic <laughs> empire. You know, there's schedules to be kept. There's, you know, meetings to be had. You know, he was just doing what was convenient at the time. <laughs> he didn't want many Bothans', Bothans uh, deaths to be in vain. You know, he wanted to give him some yeah. chance. Yeah. So, do you two have any other favourite scenes that you might want to mention before we move um, on? Definitely have to mention the barge scene. Uh, the the fight. And yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that is really good. I like. So, did you. So, when you first watched Return of the Jedi, Harry, did you see it without the Sarlacc and the beak? And it's big, beaky beak. Probably not. I don't, I don't think I did. Yeah, that's quite jarring because <laughs> I saw it originally without the uh, the beak. And I remember seeing it and going, oh, why have they added that? And it's just so unnecessary because it was just basically a hole in the ground with some tentacles and teeth. <laughs> and then George Lucas was like, well, we need to, uh, we wanted to make it more animated to make it look more alive. And he was like, so we'll throw a big beak in it. Yeah, you're either for the beak or against the beak. And I'm very much against the beak because it's just. I'm for the beak. Make sense. <laughs> it's, it's, for the beak. The beak is all I've ever known. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the, yeah, the, the scenes. Bloody beaker people. The scene's just awesome. Like, we get to see, like, a different coloured lightsaber. We get to see that. We get to see a new one. Which. Get the new noise that the lightsaber makes where it goes. Oh. <laughs> <instead> of, <laughs> but my favourite part about that lightsaber yeah. is that it's just repurposed from Obi Wan in the first movie. It, but it's what the, well, actual the prop, prop itself. Yeah, the actual prop itself. It's the that That's that good. lightsaber is the one that Alec Guinness used in the Death Star fight. Right, yeah. fair enough. That's very that. cheap. Yeah, <laughs> for an incredibly successful uh, franchise. <laughs> but yeah, it's... yeah. Well, they had some money at that time, didn't they? Um, I think one of my favorite the... one of my favorite moments was I love watching mm. a film and you go, "Oh, that's the meme. That's the source <laughs> of the meme." You know, so whether that's whether that's uh, Tony Stark rolling his eyes or whatever, but it was the I forgot his name now. He's called Ibar or something. Akbar. Oh, oh, it's, oh a trap. it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Admiral yeah. <laughs> Akbar. Are you like, are you like Akbar, Captain America? Right. Like, I get that reference. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even that has is a yeah. meme that has a source as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I liked that. I'm a big meme fan. Yeah, um, there's loads of good bits in this film. I like that. I like the little bits where like you've got you know when they're coming up to Endor in the. Um, they're like the little ship at the beginning. You know when they first get there, the gang first get there, <laughs> and. Um, like Hans, like Luke's basically battling with going, oh no, Darth Vader knows I'm here, I shouldn't have come, um, I'm jeopardising the whole mission, but like Hans like telling Chewie to fly casually, he's like, fly casually, Chewie. don't look like you're trying to fly casually, but fly casually. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't go like far away, bit, yeah. but try not to make it look like it, yeah, that was pretty yeah. complicated it's... instruction for a Wookiee to just fly casually. Yeah, so Harry, what is your favourite line of this film? Ah, oh, uh, let me see. I think I noted down. Did you both find that there's not that many great lines, by the way? There's a, yeah, a there's there's not as many iconic. Yeah, lines. Yeah, apart from like it's a trap. There's basically nothing else. <laughs> um, I think like the very niche one. It's like Han goes. They're they're like trying to stealthily do this thing on Endor, and and Han's like, okay, I'll go and do this. I'll go and distract them. But then Luke's like don't get caught or whatever and Han's like hey it's me and then goes off and gets caught <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they That's made this guy a general <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that bit Sam what's your favourite uh, I line? think mine is uh, when Chewie is uh, you know with with Han after he's just come out of the carbonite um, oh yeah and uh, Luke Luke's crazy he can't even take care of himself much less rescue anybody Chewie backs again a Jedi Knight jeez I'm out of it for a little while everyone gets delusions of grandeur that's a good one yeah uh, which I think was, <laughs> was a good line 
Yeah, I think it was interesting you were saying as well before about uh, Harry, you know, about like the characterization of the main characters kind of changes. I think Luke's is the one that changes the most, isn't it? Because he goes from like Sam says this like <laughs> angsty teenager who's like has emotional issues clearly, who can't seem to <laughs> grieve in the the right way. <laughs> oh yeah, that man who died, who you'd barely known for five minutes, or your you know your family. Yeah, all right, mate. Um, yeah, he's the one. He's gone from like. You know, he's very eager, isn't he, in Empire to confront Darth Vader. And then in this, he's like, he's very zen-like. You know, he's kind of almost, you know, he's he's clearly been meditating a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all grown up. He's got a mortgage, kids. <laughs> yeah. He's been through his training montage. <laughs> now, he's, yeah. now he knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would say my favourite line, it's probably the one that you get, I think we mentioned it earlier from what uh, Obi-Wan says when he goes, so what I told you was true from a certain point of view. And Luke just yeah. goes, from a certain <laughs> point of view. He like, just see his whole like, he's just a Jedi chat, Zen makeup. <laughs> <laughs> his whole Jedi Zen persona just goes, you what, mate? <laughs> and the technicality. I think that... You put me down this path. <laughs> another one... I could have died several times. <laughs> another one I quite liked was from Ian McDermott as the Emperor, and he's like, oh, I'm afraid these deflector shields would be quite operational. Quite operational, <laughs> yeah. But it's like the way he delivers the line is just like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, he goes, he's having a whale oh, of a time. <laughs> I think you'll find the station is f- f- quite operational. <laughs> <laughs> Just becomes a German <laughs> Nazi doctor. Yeah, for a it's his joy, isn't it? In that moment yeah. that he's like he's beat them. Yeah, and he's got rid of it. Um, he's and everyone else. He's very menacing. And let's face it, everyone loves it's a trap. Everyone, yes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone that is the it. meme I will use when I tweet this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a trap. I don't even know why it became so popular because it's not even that memorable no, I, in the film. It's just because he's like on, on, he's on camera, like it's just a wonderful bit of uh, rubber acting. It's just the internet. <laughs> he just goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just takes, well, I think that's it's like it's, the um, it's it's versatile. If somebody's trolling and they go onto like a film uh, Twitter thing and they say, "Oh, by the way, I think that you know." Um, Phantom Menace is better than Empire Strikes Back. Somebody can either put the Mad Max, that's bait, <laughs> or they can go, it's a trap! <laughs> you know, they're just wanting yeah. to put people off. It's like the, um, like from the prequel films, the only good meme is the uh, bit where he goes, where he goes, hello there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even so, a couple of years ago on New Year's Eve, I even saw like someone had put on the internet, it's like, if you play... Um, Episode three from this point, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi will say hello there at midnight. <laughs> so if you play it like fifty three minutes before the start before midnight, you'll get him saying it's it. a good way to start the year. <laughs> yeah, start as you need to go on. Right, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick break. After the break, we're going to find out Sam's ratings, the critics' response to Jedi, and we're also going to uh, do a little quiz to see what Sam can remember. So join us after the break. Welcome back. So now, what we're going to do, before we move on to the critics, we're going to get Sam's rating. So Sam, I've got a question for you. Out of ten, how many boffins (laughs) would you give? (laughs) How many? That's good. Um, I was torn on this because I want to give it a lower rating than Empire because it's not as good as Empire. 
but early but last week. <laughs> but this is it. I think the, I've been brought around. This is tricky actually because it's objectively not as good as Empire. But you know what? I preferred watching it. It just feels like it's Do wrong you know what, if Harry? I give this a higher rating. Do you know what this Empire. feels like? It feels like a troll. <laughs> no, I so okay. So I think. Last week, I said Empire went up from a 3 out of 10 to a, te- to a 5 To a 10 out of 10. Out of 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little Freudian slip there, nearly. But I think this is better than 5 out of 10. This is okay, just... Okay, so give it better than... <laughs> this is Come it. On, Sam, so... this is quite a simple concept. I know what this is... I know, I know it means it nothing. <laughs> it really does mean nothing, but I don't know if I should reevaluate Empire higher. But basically, I'll give this a, 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 a 7 That's out a lot 10. of boffins. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, many. That is many. For me, that is a, a that's an enormous boffin. Is that <laughs> for a Star Wars you're film? Killing, you're killing many boffins. Many that's... boffins. So what about you, sl- Harry, how I would give it, I, yeah, I would give it seven out of ten. It's it's not perfect, but it's it's really good. Yeah, I think it by and large holds up. I think. I think it's. I think it's obviously. You know, some of the special effects aren't as good as they they were. Maybe. 20 years ago when I first saw it but uh, yeah, the bikes through the the bikes through job. the forest of Endor that has not aged well at all that effect you know, really it's, oh, it's really it how they awful. did it's interesting though but it, yeah it's how did well, they do I'm, it I'm not actually sure how they do it do they just like drive through some forest and then <laughs> yeah they just the got a guy with like a steady cam operator and just walked through the forest and then just sped it up <laughs> Wow! See that? So because the forest looks good, but they they just don't sit (laughs) within it. She, what would you say? They do look. I mean, those speeder bikes do look like death traps. So the fact that many people (laughs) die whilst operating them (laughs) is not a surprise. That's how the bottom dies. Yeah, I think it's an eight out of ten for me because, on reflection, if you think Empire's Empire, like I said, when I was a kid, I preferred this over Empire, but then as I got older, I got matured, my taste changed. Obviously, Empire's the much better film. It's got a bit more depth to it as well that I think this is kind of missing, and, you know, the Ewoks don't actually help that, and it kind of grounds it more as a kid film. It would have, it, there was, I think it was this one that they wanted Steven Spielberg to um, direct oh. and couldn't have. It was either this or. Oh no, this is the one that famously was nearly directed by, um, is it David Lynch? Oh really? Uh, yeah, there was a mix. Yeah, in, in the end, he ended up yeah. doing. Go no, on, there, sorry, yeah, there was a whole like mix-up of who was going to direct it. Yeah, wow. I think Spielberg was touted. I think he. I mean, I think he wanted Spielberg to do Empire as well, but because of his, because he got thrown out of the directors' <laughs> guild, he couldn't. He wasn't allowed to do it, and apparently, that's more important to Steven Spielberg than <laughs> um, than help being friends with George Lucas. Now, so, this yeah, would have so been again, made, when was when was um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Was that eighty two or eighty? Eighty. 80, 80 for Raiders. 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 Yeah, so, and obviously, famously, Han Solo, uh, sorry, uh, Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to die, I think, at the end of um, at the end of either Empire yeah, or it's... Jedi. He'd kind of, he felt like his time was That's had why... come. Sorry, this is 83, <laughs> apologies. I thought it was 80. They built in the carbonite to, like, they could kill him off if they wanted to. Oh, right, that's, that's smart. Yeah, because again, we made the right decision. He's he's someone I think who came to acting so late that he was already 
quite cool about it. <laughs> like same with Ricky Gervais when when they made The Office, he was already thirty eight, thirty nine. So Steve Merchant says when they went into their meetings, he was just ready to be like, well, if if I can't direct it and it is, and so on, then I'm, I'm off. <laughs> Whereas Steve Merchant was like twenty four, so he was like, no, no, we'll take whatever you we'll make a Mr. Brown, Mrs. Brown's Boys if you need us to make that. Um, but just being a bit older, he seems uh, yeah, he seems quite cool with just leaving a franchise like that. Yeah. So, would you like to hear what the critics thought of Return of the Jedi? Oh, this will be interesting. Yeah. Now, yeah. who do we normally go to when it comes to older films? Roger Ebert. Good old Rog. We do. So, wrote, so this is when he was writing. Is it? Uh, I think the Chicago Tribune. So he says other movies might approach the special effects, other action pictures might approximate the sense of swashbuckling adventure. But in Return of the Jedi, as in Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back, there is such a wonderful density to the canvas. Things are happening all over. They're pouring forth from imagination so fertile that, yes, we do halfway believe in this crazy galactic empire long ago and far, far away. And he, he points to the fact that, um, you know, in the scene with the Rancor and he, you know, Luke throws a skull at the control panel and it kills the Rancor, <laughs> is that there's a, the, the handler of the Rancor is genuinely yeah, upset. Yeah, and that's like, that was a really interesting yeah, little addition. Tears and, they didn't need to do yeah, that. That was Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, no one bats an eyelid when that poor woman gets eaten by it, but everyone's really upset when he, you know, when he gets killed in a life or death struggle. Yeah, so that's um, yeah. So, how many stars out of four do you think he gave it? I reckon he, he gave it five. at least. Yeah, three. he sounds uh, very highly of it. Yeah. Yeah, so he gave it more than that. He gave it wow. four stars. Four out of four. Wow, wow. I think uh, I think Roger might have been on the old Star Wars hype <laughs> train at this point. Well, again, this is it. He, he we love him because he's not a sniffy critic. He's the sort of critic who can who can look at ostensibly basically a children's film and see it for all the good it is, rather than oh, this is just for children and dismiss it, which is great. I think the mark of a good cinema critic is somebody who can switch gears and know what makes a good film in a specific genre. Yeah, and also they can write quite eloquently. <laughs> so if you go to helps. see Mamma Mia and you go, well, this wasn't made for me, so it's shit. <laughs> it's like no, no, was it good at what it's supposed to do? You know, yeah, I think that I agree. With it's that. like it's like the Fast and the Furious films. I don't like those films. I, mm-hmm. I never really have. I've watched a few of them. Didn't quite gel with me, but they're, but they're not for me. They're not, made to, they're not made for Cannes or Sundance, are they? You know, like that. <laughs> oh, imagine if it was, though. Harry, yeah. you... <laughs> like a really like emotional film where it's like Don Toretto falls in love with his car or something. <laughs> Midnight in Michigan. <laughs> He's driving around Detroit or something. <laughs> Harry, are you a, have you got any big critics that you're a fan of, Harry? It's, uh, like. Print, print critics or YouTubers and, and the like? I don't really... Yeah, no, I'm not... I don't read a lot of critic... Uh, like, I don't know why I don't. I need to, because, like, it helps with, like, filmmaking and stuff. Um, mm. No, I don't know. I guess there are a few... I mean, I'm the same, really. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love Mark Kermode. Mark Kermode is someone I definitely... Yeah, I do to listen know, to his but... podcast a bit. Oh, right, yeah. So that's yeah. you know, like I, I don't listen. I, I never listen to reviews before I go to see a film, and then when I've seen a film, I'll tend to try and find a video essay on it. Or yeah, something on video essays are great. Um, whereas we yeah. found for this for the podcast that Roger Ebert is basically <laughs> that he was the world class, you know, best critic ever sort of critic. Yeah, and he pretty much reviewed almost every film that we've done <laughs> as well. That's of, convenient. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it really is. Yeah, God bless him. And then he selfishly um, right, died in 2013, so ah, he never reviewed some of the more recent ones. 
Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <Prick>. <laughs> God um, bless him. So, would you like to hear another review from the time as well? Oh, is this less uh, uh, less positive? Yeah, it's not as glowing. So it says, Return of the Jedi contains a number of scenes that are space fantasy equivalent to the local colour scenes in travel logs. We see Ewoks dancing, Jabba the Hutt, who looks like a rubber Buddha, (laughs) as he eyes Princess Leia in a harem costume, plus other assorted creatures that are so without visual character that one remembers only isolated features. Teeth, saliva, fur, and toes. And that was a guy called Vincent Camby writing in the New York Times. And right he's been, we've had him a few times, actually. He's, he's uh, appeared on our show quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah he wasn't a fan. Without visual character? Yeah, he wasn't a fan. What's he on about? <laughs> well, this is it. This is interesting because you get to... When we do this section, we get to either agree or disagree and say why, if we disagree, why we disagree. So, yeah, what do you, so yeah, when you say, like, Jabba's full of character, yeah. you know, he's, he's ballsy <laughs> enough to go, no, I'm not paying, you know, 50,000 credits for Chewie. I'll give you 35, but, you know, good on you for having a grenade in your hand for you know, making the power play. It's big dick energy, <laughs> room, you know. I think it was Vincent, <laughs> I think it was Vincent Cam- Camby, if I remember right, who said that Empire Strikes Back was about as personal as a Christmas card from a bank. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite funny to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the New York Times for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, what we're going to do now uh, is we're going to have a quick quiz. So, how mm. we usually do the quiz, Harry, is. I'll ask Sam the question. If Sam doesn't know the answer, we get our expert, <laughs> in this case yourself, to jump in and see if you can answer the oh, question. Oh, this is going to well. be really so, like embarrassing. <laughs> so that the problem. Hopefully, for only for Sam. Fingers crossed. Well, let's see. If I get it wrong, there's nothing. I just seen this film twice. That's it. Uh, but for you, <laughs> pressure is on. <laughs> yeah. So, question one. What is the name of the pit that Luke and company are going to be thrown into? Oh, is it um, Scarlack? Brad. You're close, nearly. Go on, Harry, can you correct Is it Brad Pitt? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's... it's, Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we've got Harry on. Yeah, get another endorsement for his YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is, is it William Pitt the Younger. Uh, no, you were close. It's it's Sarlacc Pit. Sarlacc. I added Sarlacc. another C. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. We did. We did say it many times because <laughs> yeah. I knew it'd be a question. Mm. Okay. Question two. Toughy this one. What is the name of the moon that the shield generator is located on? Endor. Hey. Yes, well done. Congratulations, were you? Thank you. There wasn't a pun I oh, could do with that one. <laughs> um, no, not really. Um, beginning door? <laughs> Let's just have ten minutes of dead air while we all try and think of a pun. <laughs> <laughs> just just trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a popular surname, is it? Endor, okay, question three. I think we may have mentioned this as well. How old is Yoda? 900. He is indeed. Well done. He's 900 years old. When 900 years old you are. Oh, um, 18 human years. (laughs) Yes, we discovered. (laughs) Now, I'm not entirely sure if this next question is actually mentioned in the film but it's it's in the popular enough ether okay. that you might get it and I think we have we have mentioned it while speaking about it what is the name of the creature that lives below Jabba's throne room yeah that is the Rancor yeah I definitely made a note of that so I think it is on the screen the Rancor 
It is. Yeah. It is well done. You've got that right. The I rancor. knew that was going to be a question, so I wrote that. <laughs> a popular, a popular place to live in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's wrong. <laughs> okay. And then the final question we have on today's quiz is: How many credits does Chewie eventually sell for? Well, I think you just gave it away about a minute ago. It's 35, isn't it? 35,000. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's 35,000. This is the thing when you've written a quiz, it's so hard to have the conversation because you're like, oh, shit, I said Endor. <laughs> like, you just find yourself trying not to say the thing. Well, to be fair, I tried to pepper the answers throughout the, mm. uh, no, throughout the episode. Very so kind you would imagine, have a chance. Yeah, it was. So imagine if she got those credits and just pissed off. Like... <laughs> Princess Leia, the bad girl. Is. <laughs> it's been through a lot for that thirty-five thousand. Just see her in that speeder, Luke's at the beginning, like throwing off her helmet, <laughs> letting her hair down. <laughs> she is Kaiser Sose. <laughs> like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Do you have any sort of she tries to drive off the edge, but she's in a hover car. <laughs> is thirty-five thousand oh, no. a lot? Do we have a frame of reference for what? How much? Oh, no, it is? It sounds it's, like a lot. It might be. Yeah, I don't know. How much did Death Stick sell for? <laughs> sell for? He's retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took all his credits and left. <laughs> he sold all those Death Sticks. There's a scene in uh, episode two where. Uh, where Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin go into a bar, basically, to catch, right. they're trying to catch somebody. And uh, some drug dealer comes up to Obi-Wan Kenobi and goes, do you want to buy some deaths? <laughs> like, at that point, you think George Lucas is just, that's <laughs> over, you know, he's kind of done with uh, his writing. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Message there for your children. Yeah. <laughs> and Obi-Wan basically mind tricks him to stop selling death sticks. He's changing lives, Sam, changing lives. Well, Sam, I'm glad to report this week, you got four out of five, so four you nearly got 100%. And you weren't Sorry, I didn't off. give you many chances there. No, no to show off your knowledge. Yeah. Do you, so, Harry, do you have any final thoughts on this wonderful film, Return of the uh, I was going to mention, did any of you watch this in 4K? No. Oh, mate. Ah. No. <laughs> I don't think my TV's uh, capable. Good enough. Well, yeah. Because uh, they released the 4K scans on Disney+, and they look amazing. Yeah, I was. Really? I was well. So I did. I watched it on Disney Plus. I assume it's. Is it not the? I assume it's not the standard. Just if I click on Disney Plus on a normal telly, that's it's. Not the 4K it probably version. is the four K like scans. You probably get like the cut, the color, yeah. and like the grain, and everything. But it just looks really good. Com- like considering it came out so long ago. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, for well, that's me, the great thing about HD and Blu Ray still quite quite cutting edge. Thing, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. It looks. It looked good. I mean, when I watched Empire Strikes Back on it again this week, it looked a lot better on Disney Plus yeah. than the DVD I had from you know ten years ago. I think that's one thing that the uh, the HD stuff kind of does the Blu-ray quality things, and now the 4K is it really makes the action and the the world it gives it depth and it really makes it yeah pop, like it never used to do when you were watching it on like a VHS. <laughs> Now, well, Harry, it, like... VHSs were what we used to have <laughs> in the 90s. I was waiting for that one. Before uh, DVDs. <laughs> and they, they, were the, they were what became PM4 DVDs. Now, DVDs, that was a uh, digital first album. This is a laser disc. Gets <laughs> 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 massive laser. Did you? Yeah. But I'm, so... I'm watching it now in the background, as I always do. And yeah, you can really see every sort of drop of condensation on Vader's suit and everything yeah. it's, it's really incredible clarity <laughs> fair <laughs> enough I mean yeah. one thing I would say apparently that 
the human eye doesn't see in 4K resolution. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have eyebrows. He does not have eyebrows. Repeat, no eyebrows. This just in, no eyebrows. <laughs> right. So, which version's that? This is a whole thing. You know what? You can fall down the rabbit hole yourself. Yeah. If you like. I'll, I'll look into um, that myself. Any final remarks for you, Sam, on Jedi? Then is is that it? Just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy to be on board and genuinely looking forward to seeing the. the latest Are you on board ones. because you enjoyed it, or are you on board because we've grinded <laughs> down? It must be that. Uh, there's definitely more Stockholm syndrome than genuine ah. uh, you know, sort of cinematic enjoyment. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd like know. to think that you're not just going oh, a best degree because it's what everyone wants <laughs> me to do. You know? No, I think I think what's really therapeutic is that my thoughts, my initial thoughts on Empire Strikes Back, are out there. They're on, they're in the, on the internet so that now when I like it everyone knows that I at least saw the flaws in it so I'm allowed to like it there's like another <laughs> layer where I'm allowed to just put that to the side and just enjoy it for what it is so then Sam moving on what what film are we going to watch next week next week we are going to watch Lost Boys what do you know about Lost Boys um, so they're the friends of Peter Pan. And they hang out in Never Neverland with Wendy. It's not. It's not see, a spin-off. You see, Harry, different. I can do the jokes as well. Jerry's <laughs> now out this that. is Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's got. Hasn't it got Kiefer Sutherland in? Um, Peter Pan. This is. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? It's Wendy. got like loads of famous. It's, yeah, has it got? Um, it's just got loads of famous like eighties actors in it. It's got. Quite it's young. got um, Bill is, is or Ted. It's got Bill or Ted. Uh, it's not Keanu it's Reeves. It's, yeah. Alex, it's got Alex Winter. Alex it's Winter. Got Alex Winter. Yeah. Um, uh, I know they're vampires. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't really know that much about it. Right. Harry, have you seen uh, Lost No, Boys? I don't, but if it's a Peter Pan spin-off, then I'm watching it. <laughs> it's when they get old and uh, turn into vampires. Um, it's it's really good. So yeah, as our, that's our sort of MO of this show. We watch films that we haven't seen before that the other one recommends. Yeah, Lost Boys is a big film from my childhood. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to recommending it to Hugh and getting him involved. Is it, I'm guessing it's like... It's not like it's like that kind of eighties drama. Is it's like a, is it like a high school kind of feel film to it? Sort uh, it, of. There's not really not really at school, what but they're that sort of it? age. It, I don't know. I assume it's probably a twelve. It's, um, <laughs> Does it? Yeah, it's, it's does it have that it, kind of narrative where they're vampires or somebody else, somebody gets new, becomes a vampire, and kind of Twilighty esque. There, it's not no, it's not Twilighty at all. It's that's, camp. That's it's good. sort of camper and. Um, bit of the horror Twilight. elements and stuff yeah it's okay. it's, it's uh yeah different sort of camp um fair enough yeah i think you'll like it i think you'll like it and harry i'll recommend it to you please <laughs> who watch is this. it it's, uh, it's who is it do. directed by um joel schumacher oh, really yeah it, so that's oh, one of the reasons okay. why we're doing yeah. it yeah um i'm a big fan of his then. film so i'll watch it yeah no i would i don't know what it's on Which i don't film? know if it's streamable yeah. but um, yeah yeah, I'm trying to think which films other than those Batman films they did Schumacher. But this obviously. Um I'm trying to think if there's any films of his I particularly like. Let's pull uh, up his IMDB and be. read that out to our listeners uh, ad nauseum. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's have a look. Uh he did Batman and Robin, The Phantom. Oh he did eight millimeter, that's a really good film. Mm. Um Phone Booth's okay. <laughs> phone Booth's excellent, I think. I really love Phone Booth. I don't think it's uh, I don't, I'm not overly convinced. Uh, what else has he done? Flatliners, I've not oh, seen. Oh yeah, we oh, did falling down. 
Yeah, Falling Down, that's right. Falling Great Down, film. now that's a. Have you seen that, Harry? Uh, no, I have not. It's Michael it's Douglas f- having a really bad day. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I have this. watched that. I do remember this now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. He yeah, just yeah. gets mad. He sort of loses his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a sort of everyday uh, niggles and annoyances. <laughs> and it, yeah, it gets to him a little bit on a hot day. Doesn't he end up with, like, a submachine gun yeah. at the end? Yeah, oh, certainly. Yeah, well, he's got one. He goes to McDonald's, and I think he's got one then. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's good. But then that's could be any day in wow. America. So, <laughs> no, it's hard to distinguish, isn't it? Open carry. Yeah, absolutely. So, Hugh, <laughs> if they want to get in touch with us and uh, tell us how great Harry was today and where they can find him, how might they do that? <laughs> now, right, so what they need to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, what they need to do, Sam, is ideally in a perfect world, they need to join some sort of rebel alliance against the Galactic Empire. <laughs> yep, they then need to be part of the strike force that infiltrates a top secret base. And once they're inside that base, they can send an email to us using that big dish <laughs> that they've got there. You know, so yeah. they can realign it however they want, you know, get rid of the shields. Who needs that? And what they need to do then is email us at pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. Come. I should Sam, I should say that the, our email inbox is quite operational. Oh, it's a <laughs> trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I've got. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right there, Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, Sam. If they want to get in touch with us through other social media means, how would they do mm. that? Obviously, the whole do the Rebel Alliance thing and all that on <laughs> yeah, uh, your Fireware, etc. And then get us on yeah. Twitter at Please Watch Pod. Harry, where can they get in touch with uh, you? We can find my YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash uh, MacGuffin Pop Culture. I remember the URL this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. You didn't include the HTTPS, uh, etc. I know, so we're we slacking up. Slacking. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a secure site. Oh, don't know. Don't know. Back in my day, we had to write in HTTP. <laughs> we, had to, we had to wind up our internet. Because <laughs> there was only one hey, per street, and you had to go around in your Sunday best on a Sunday. <laughs> um, now it's MacGuffin as MacGuffin. Yeah, as like McDonald's. Seen. As you said earlier. Like McDonald's, yeah. Yeah. But it's the white icon, the, not they the blue don't need the advertising icon. To the... <laughs> <laughs> They're doing all right. So, Harry, I really. You should try and get that other channel struck down. Like the if I. Infringement. Yeah. You've got, you got to be. If I start, like. You've got to be Machiavelli. Do, do, about these do, do. <laughs> yeah. You should definitely. If you do more content, you'll show up first. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what let's, you need. let's get those algorithms. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Harry, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to, to yeah, have it's been great. Thank you. Inject some comedy into the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you definitely. for having me. It's been yeah. it's been great. You know, yeah, no, I've had a really great time. Uh, thanks for sharing your love of Star Wars with us. <laughs> Any time. Well. And, La, and La La Land. La Land. And the adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was, that was it's unusual. a good oh, film. You need to cover it. I, I'll be honest, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got what we want from yeah. you, I'll let me see you later. <laughs> <Just with Piero. laughs> see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm going to slander your podcast <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Man hate. <laughs> Man hates adjustment bureau. Harry's next ten vid- videos are about how it's great and their shit. <laughs> right, I think cool. it's time for us to say goodbye. Absolutely, uh, Harry. I'll let you start off the goodbyes. Oh, uh, thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I said that. Sorry about that. I don't know why I put you on so much pressure. Just put him on. Put the poor young man on the spot. Yeah, that's it.
All right, listeners, we love you. And uh, speak at you next week. Yeah, take care. Bye. Bye.